friends Don't be such a silly grin It's the same old thing We've checked the dictionary Now here's a commentary On life abroad and all it brings Immigrants, expats We are British and black Living across the sea So why don't you join us and just we nats and pour yourself a cup of tea in the morning as you listen to our podcast weekly our podcast weekly um hi everyone uh first of all my name's natalia and this is my voice hello my name is kat and this is my voice welcome back to another episode of expat immigrant which number are we on now don't know well, no we're in idea. double figures. Yes, we are. And what an achievement. What an achievement. <laughs> Can I just say it is actually an achievement to get into double figures? And I just want to mention to people that this is my third slash fourth outing. Oh, slash. Slash? Yeah, slash fourth. But why is it a slash? What do you mean slash? Third slash fourth. It's either the third or the fourth. Exactly. So, oh. third <laughs> I wondered if it was the third or the fourth. And I'm wondering too, which is why I said third slash fourth. Is the third slash fourth, third or fourth, out in for me doing a podcast? Oh, wonderful. And this is the first time, technically second time, that I've reached double figures. And so I know that a lot of people have started to make podcasts. um, And I just want to encourage those who have started making podcasts to, to persevere. And keep going because actually, it's, it's it is doable, yeah. and not to worry if if the podcast you're making now isn't the one that you're gonna make down the line. Yeah, yeah, just you know, get started. Just, keep, just get started, and yeah. So for, for those who are currently doing it, keep going. Yeah, and for those who haven't started yet but always had an idea, get just get started. started and do it. Yeah. Oh, you have to. Um, I feel a plug coming on. <laughs> I just want to plug. Um, the uh, three slash four <laughs> <laughs> yeah. podcast. Well, if you read them out, we can tell you if it's three or four. Well, okay. Okay, I'm going to exclude, but also mention my um, back in the day Ooh. student radio. Yeah, yeah, that's Wired where it all ra- began. That's where it all began, Wired Radio and Goldsmiths. Yeah. Um, shout out to any people who went to Goldsmiths and also shout out to a man like Aaron Mm-mm. or man like Aaron, I should say. Um, who won't be listening to this, I know for sure. Yeah. But back in the day when I was doing my student radio, he was the only one who would text in. Oh. He was the only one I'd say, text in everyone. Oh, <laughs> and he's the so only nice. one who'd go, yeah, pick up yourself now. Yeah, yeah, listen, oh, locked in, locked up. Isn't that so nice? Support. Support. So big up to man like Aaron. Um, so so that is a, a, aside. a bit, aside from that. That's not in, now maybe that's the slash. Maybe that is a slash though, cat. That's what I'm saying. And uh, so I did a uh, tuneful radio. Mm. So for those of you that don't know, uh, I have a YouTube channel called Tuneful TV. Yeah. And I wanted to do an, um, a podcast version of that. So I did Tuneful Radio. And a few years, and I, I started a few years ago. And at that time, I was trying to do like a radio station because yeah. I was actually inspired by um, my finding a recording of my wired radio oh, show look, it's all in the connected. car 
Yeah, and I was just like, you know, and I was thinking about it for a long time to do a podcast because when you're in the world of YouTube, Mm. as long as I have been, you see the OG YouTubers already gone started making podcasts. So you see like trends happening. So I was like, oh my God, I need to make a podcast for so, so long. And then I finally was just like, no, I need to make a podcast. So I did that. But what it was, I was trying to do like a radio show and I just could not keep up with the weekly news and schedule. Like I had to be, uh, you know, on it in terms of like research Mm. and seeing what was going on and da da da. So then I was like, do you know what? I can't keep up. But I I started listening to long form like interview stuff. And then I adapted Tuneful Radio to um to be like an interview based yeah. thing that's when i interviewed you Hello. and that's how we saw we got Hello. so much chemistry yeah so for anyone who wants to listen you can go into www.tunefulradio.com and at, so far there's two episodes up there of the newer version of the long form interview thing which yeah. i'm so proud of and you had a nice format didn't you it's a brilliant format and actually that's not even dead yeah mm-hmm. i need to sneeze oh and i've got a sweet in my mouth oh oh Oh, I need to sneeze. But that I'm still going to go back to. I'm just yeah. going to write a list of um, guests that I want. I've already brainstormed a few guests that I'd really like to interview. Yeah. And um, and that I'm actually going to bring back. That's a good that. one. I like it, that I one because it, it, was, um, it was related to music. Yes. And I love that. Yeah. Because, you know, brilliant. I love music. Yeah. So that leads me on to big up, big up. I hope she's locked in, locked on. Kathy who is a friend who I work with and big up her organisation called Helvetia Rock. Yes. Which um, aims to um, promote and to like make more accessible um, the music industry. Yeah. For young girls, women, non-binary people, trans, intersex people. So honestly, like the work that they're doing is amazing. So Kathy listened to my... uh, our interview and 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 that um, tuneful radio and was like hey do you want to make a can we talk about making a podcast for Helvetia Rock yes please so that's what I've been working on and my goodness it's been amazing such a great experience you've spoken to wonderful people haven't you wonderful wonderful people so huge massive plug here uh if I could plug if I may go ahead um Everyone, if you're listening to this, go over to um, well, wherever you listen to podcasts, Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. Mm. Search that out. And whether you're a musician or not, whether you're into music, whatever, you are going to love it. Yeah. Um, I talk to um, great uh, musicians and, and DJs and artists about their musical journey yeah. how they got involved with music nice. and stuff and it's so nice man oh, and it's incredible and, and, and they're basically they're all swiss musicians but they've got so great music so if you're also looking for new yeah, music, music yeah my good my goodness yeah yeah so so check it out yeah i didn't mean to start this podcast with a huge you know sometimes you've got to big up yourself you know Can I pick up myself? because actually do you know what i was so proud of the work that i've done there and actually recently just finished it's uh, so season one is finished i think so far there are six episodes up already mm. maybe coming That's maybe brilliant. seven episodes and there's 10 episodes in total yeah and I put a lot of effort into it and I'm just so proud of the work yeah tell your friends to listen but you know what sometimes I don't 
tell people to yeah i know it gets a bit uncomfortable it's like i'm writing something at the moment and part of me wants people to read it and part of me doesn't want anyone to read it i want to read it so it's um yeah i can can see how it can get a bit awkward and i remember when remember when i got that tv gig Mm. all my life i've been trying to get on tv yeah trying to be presenter trying to be presenter when i finally got it i didn't tell no one i was on tv no why i didn't tell no one and then people like no i swear i saw you i was like yeah that's me i don't know why i didn't do you know what? And Do you I know was, what? Oh, I feel like I've heard I. something. I think I heard it today from Akala. I was watching um, some of his videos, a series that he does about black British history. And there was something yeah. he was talking about education and what different um, parts of his um, education, sort of schooling and being in the football club and all through his life, his yeah. childhood, growing up as a young man, what it taught him. And I think he was talking about when he was setting up as a business and he said, you know, we had to learn to deal with disappointment but I also have to learn how to deal with success yeah and that's something that we have to get familiar with and comfortable with so if you're doing something successful you've achieved in an area Mm. you've been striving and you've actually got some results then you should be proud why can't we just be proud and say you know I'm on tv or I'm on I've got a podcast I've got a channel and you know what we've got so many wonderful people in our lives they just want to support I know people do want to support you know I find I have this kind of um weird kind of balance that I'm trying to balance inside myself which Mm. is I I'm I'm Jamaican descent yes so I have this innate Yep. a desire to boast yeah you're proud i was gonna <laughs> say proud. you're proud you're we're no, proud and we're bossy yeah. and we're coach and we love to be up there yeah. do you know what i mean and we love everyone yeah. look at me yeah and and so i have this in me yeah but then it is it is fighting against that kind of like oh i can't i can't be I, too you know overconfident because people don't like overconfidence and i can't be too thinkers actually i haven't actually achieved that much and either do you know what i mean and other I think people that's are better so than me and, yeah because oh. it's like because the thing is it's a reflection of you isn't it if you're mm. presenting that is you we can see your personality we can see what you look like we can see your thought processes you know if someone wanted to be critical they could just look at what you're doing and just say oh my goodness she doesn't do this well she doesn't do that well so you're putting yourself on the line but Mm. I think it was um I read something about Brené Brown and she said you know what and anyone can criticize but she doesn't notice that but it's the people that throw their hat in the ring yeah it's the people that are actually doing something you know because mm-hmm. anyone could criticize so That's just have so the confidence throw your hat in the ring and what I'm learning from my writing because sometimes I think oh, it has to be special, it has to be good, and it has to be this, and it has to be that. You know, I'm just taking the judgment away. You know, it, mm. this is this is what I've produced at this time. Obviously, I want all hands on deck to get it into a, into a really good state and a really good quality piece of writing, but I'm not going to be judgmental about yeah. it. You know, because people want to hear stories. Absolutely. People want to hear stories. People want to hear about your experiences. People just want to see where your brain will take an idea mm. and stuff like that. So just, yeah, just be lighter and on yourself. And do you know what I learned in, uh, whilst being a creator is that it's not always the first thing. Yeah. And sometimes because we've been in our heads for so long, um, we think that by the time we do the first thing, that that's the one that's got to hit. Yeah. And I had to learn that the hard way. Like I was so ready for like, 
um, opportunities to come yeah. to me. And yeah. I thought, this is it yeah. now. And when they flopped, yeah. like the devastation, like I, I personally have to really learn how to deal with rejection yeah. and to deal with it's like difficult. the setbacks. I but I will say mm. that it, it, like, it is all about throwing your hat in the ring. Yeah. It is all about just doing, just doing, just doing. Because like I'm saying, like this being the th- third slash fourth mm, I understand now. <laughs> podcast, yes. it, it, I've reached... 10 12, what are we on episode 14 or something like that because I did two episodes of this one three episodes yeah. of this one, 10 episodes of that one and now yeah. I'm like hit my rhythm now I'm like okay now and I know how to learn, make a podcast and you, know and you learn and you can only learn sometimes yeah. by doing there's certain things that you can only learn by doing yeah I want to talk about um when you went for your inter- uh, your audition for MTV oh my god because I was with you and oh. it's just so like I'm I've oh never wanted god. to be a TV presenter and Natalia was going for this open audition <laughs> for MTV and I came yeah. along with you didn't I yeah um, just to just to support you I suppose but I didn't stay till the very end because it was a long day yeah so I don't day. think I saw I don't know I can't remember but did I see you I can't audit like audition for me like I it's so hard I've been to a few yeah not loads like I did a T4 audition yeah. and I did that MTV one and I did but you did well one. in the MTV one you got did, through to the next round I I think, I think you should, I got through you should two big up yourself rounds. for that. Yeah, I suppose you so. You can't say that because there was loads of people that got turned <laughs> away on the first day. You got through two but rounds. But you know what was so hard about that is um, picking up the... like. What? How do I explain it? Like When I'm on stage, like when I'm on my own stage, mm. right... I can own that stage. Yeah. Like that is my forum. That yeah. is my stage and I am full Natalia. Yeah. Um so uh yeah, when I'm on stage and that's my place, that's my place. Yeah. You know, and I I'm full of confidence and yeah. I love it. I yeah. Can I say something? Yes. I want to interrupt you just now. Yes. Natalia is amazing on stage. Oh. I remember when you were in your band and I was like, "Oh, look at my girl." <laughs> Look how much she'll just be like, mm, I'm parched. Someone would come from the back of the stage, back of the room, give her, a, give her a pint of beer or something. That was my favorite like, thing. I so she's when you, she needs water. okay, this is this is this is a technique for any musicians okay. or any young buds out there getting on stage. Because look, as musicians, you're broke, right? You don't it have money. You get on stage and you go, I'm thirsty. <laughs> People are rushing around. <laughs> and they'll go, what do you want? I'll say a gin and tonic, please. <laughs> or a rum and coke, thanks. Oh my God. No, or she's a beer. So, she's got so much character. Like so thanks. much confidence, so much strength, so much yeah. power as a woman. Oh, but so much you. fun as well. Flirty, she was fun. so bold, you know, like when you were performing in your band. Thank uh, you. And she got some nice tracks. It. Oh, well, we're not going to uh, go there. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll uh, put it out again. But no, what I want to say is that yeah. when I did that um, audition for MTV, there were so many other people there. Yeah. And it and to me in my brain, it's like, this is not my stage. Yeah. It's everyone else's stage. Yeah. I'm sharing it. So I found it really difficult to assert myself. Yeah. Like, the moment I think the people who did well were able to block out all the other energies. There was oh such a nervous energy there. there so that day. Even I was nervous. I was getting Catty. butterflies in oh my tummy. My I wasn't days. even going up there. 
and it oh was so much days. nervous energy nervous energy but it's not natural it's because not natural. because oh i mean God. i mean it would take you'd have to have like the mind of an athlete to block really out what was going truly. on because you're not in you're just puppets really they say okay come on here read this or yeah. react to this we to, or and like, you don't oh, have time to I think remember. like one of them the first thing was like okay imagine you're in a red carpet um, you've got to do a link to the camera and then mention who you're seeing. And so you've got to come up with... So they want to know that you know famous people. Craig David. <laughs> That's what I'd say. You think I'll get I the job? I can't remember who I said. <laughs> and you just got to think on your feet. Oh yeah. my God, that's so hard. And even to this day, like, I, like if I've not... I'm trying to think if I've done a red carpet. I don't think I've ever done like a red carpet thing. I've done stuff where I've had to be like, think of my feet, but red carpet fills me with stress when I yeah. see other presenters doing it. Like it fills me with so much stress because you've got to be fast. Man. Yeah. You've got to know people's faces. You've got to know their names and you've got to be like witty. So they come you've to got- you. Yeah, some of them are just walking down the red carpet and so you've got to try and get their attention and you hope that they oh can come to you. Depending it's, on what you're doing, if you're with MTV, sometimes their, their press person will take yeah. them to you yeah. and that sort of thing. But yeah, so we had to think on the spot and I was just like, and, and then you could hear other people beside you sort of thing. Yeah. And and then when it was the next stage and we've had to do this, oh my God, I can't even remember. I think I blocked it out of my memory because it was so traumatic. But, but I um, think you should be proud. You got through yeah. two stages. Yeah, I did. That's amazing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, last last <laughs> twenty five or whatever. You yeah, were. yeah, it was it was it was quite yeah it was a uh, definitely like last twenty or fifteen something. Oh like my that. gosh, Natalia! Uh, yeah. Out of all those people yeah. that applied yeah. or that walked through the door, yeah, that's really good. You should be proud. Oh, thanks. And now you're making your own platform. But that's the thing. I think once I started to do YouTube, I actually realised that I was able to. Um, I think we've I've spoken to you about it before or someone about it that the thing that I really wanted to do was perform and entertain mm. and speak and whether it's singing or being on stage or whatever I wanted to do that and in our generation the people who got to play and got to perform and that play thing were the TV presenters yeah but what I realized as I started to make my YouTube channel was that actually I'm doing what like the kind of fun that I was yeah. having just sitting down talking about the voice at first yeah. I started talking about the voice actually I was interviewing bands myself I was yeah. going and interviewing uh, um, bands that was really cool and and then I started talking about the voice because I wanted to do like weekly stuff yeah because uh, the interviewing bands took a bit more um kind of uh, organization organization got to get a cameraman got to get a camera person um all of them tended to be men <laughs> but camera operator um and uh, yeah but then I realized actually all I just need is a camera and a place to put the stuff and yeah. and and I'm happy voila, and I, as dad would and say voila, <laughs> as he would say and yeah so it made me realize actually I don't this this inverted commas tv presenter thing probably isn't the thing that I'm chasing it's just that it's just this um outlet yeah I just need an outlet to yeah. perform yeah and and now thank goodness for platforms like YouTube and and now like TikTok we don't have a TikTok button but I, I see like people like me who are coming up in a later generation yeah. who just need a place to perform and yeah. whenever they've got it and and it democratizes the thing because like before you know I really felt it there's only like one black girl on the TV or a couple you know you've got yeah. Nikita you've got um 
Jean Sarpo. Remember Josie Darby? Josie Darby, they did Diaby. her wrong. Josie Diaby. Yeah. Why isn't she out there now? Uh, look, what's that woman that was on the um, Diane? Blue Peter? Diane. Diane Louise Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, that um, Josie Diaby. No, there was a few black women. Oh, uh, what was that one who did Dear Dilemma? Um, oh, she was a radio presenter. Mixed race. Oh, is it? Mc- uh, no. no um, 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 oh, is it not um, Margarita? Margarita Taylor? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so there was... A, but no, I'm not going to... You know, it, it did feel like there was a f- just a small space for yeah. a, a black woman presenter mm. and then there was a time I, I remember feeling super resentful because it's like why do I even try because it? it's yeah. always Fern Cotton it's always Holly Willoughby yeah. and it's always someone else they had Fern Cotton Holly Willoughby Emma Willis does Emma a lot Willis did a lot and does a lot and it's Davina just like what's the, yeah and it's just like why what's the point do you know what I mean mm. and so I think for me someone like me and funnily enough, you talk about the MTV um, audition that I went to. I, 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 there was a friend of a friend who worked in PR or something, and she would go to me, "Why aren't you auditioning for like you should be on MTV? You should be on TV. Why are you not auditioning? There's an audition coming." Up. And I'm like, "I am fucking out of the loop, man. I've got no idea. Yeah, when is it? There's only uh... certain ones I could find out, and then the open ones I knew find out about. Yeah. But, but all these clothes, like, how do you know? Like, the door was so closed yeah. for a working class black girl from Tottenham. I wonder, like, how this, do pe- other people know? Like, I publications? No, or? I have no idea. Maybe the stage, it was a, um, yeah. the performing arts. But still to this day, no idea. And the opportunities that I did get subsequently were because of my YouTube channel. Yeah. And, like, people were coming good. to me and asking me to audition. Yeah, you're building that. your public, you're building your yeah, audience. But, uh, but honestly, like, it w- that's why I think YouTube and stuff like that is so good because, like, how else do people get their foot in the door and there's so much talent and I think it's like when you like have a show or presenters you've got the same type of presenter over and over and over and over again mm. and it's so nice when you've got YouTube you've got it breaking the mould yeah. you've got people with all different types of personalities exactly. different appearances you know just just, just yeah. different which is really great for and us I mean I understand television in a bit in the sense that you know who your bankable stars are. You yeah. know, it's a return on investment. You pay them this much and you because you know that people already yeah. like them and they're going to bring a certain audience with them. Yeah. So there's that. But then at the same time, there's a bit of like, it just feels so lazy. Like they're not looking for any new talent. No. And especially now, even more so, I think people have, like they're not plucking anyone out of obscurity. Yeah. You always, you have to have some sort of um, person, um, uh, a public figure yeah. already so now yeah. you've got to be like an influencer you've yeah. got to be whatever whatever yeah. already yeah. yeah i think you know i think for anyone thinking to create content yeah. just create it because what we fi- found what i've observed through being on the internet is mm. that your audience will find you yeah that's beautiful and another plug for my audience if anyone on my eurovision people i'm gonna come back i think i'm gonna try and start filming next week for my eurovision videos and come back amazing so uh so yeah you lot get ready for some eurovision content i can't wait eurovision 2021 but yeah Yeah. but what is your um, can you talk about your 
your your book that your your, your play was oh, it your, so the story that you're writing yeah I'm writing a play at the moment and I will let you read it sometimes I go shall I let Natalia read it oh, yeah. I don't know. but I won't give feedback I don't know if it's good but basically um it's about myself and it charts um some of my experiences that I've had with my mental health so for those of you that don't know I I have bipolar and I had a uh, a couple of 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 manic episodes so this just is about my first manic episode but what I don't know about this play is because it doesn't really go into uh, the kind of it doesn't go into it in depth and I don't know if it needs to it's more like an overview and when when you say in depth in depth into your personal experience or in yeah. depth into like the um the diagnosis and the yeah uh, it doesn't, the, it, I mean it's just it's just at the moment so basically in my mind I had that I wanted to do a sort of performance I'm calling it a play but I feel it's more than a play because there's music and there's dancing. Mm. So it's just a performance. And part of me is thinking, maybe that's all right. Maybe it doesn't have to unpack, you mm. know, what led me to to having a crisis, what led me to having a breakdown. But it just sort of, it just sort of touches mm. on, on just some experiences that I've had in hospitals, some experiences with doctors, and then there's like music and dance Loving interspersed it throughout already. it. So I feel, yes. and, and, and part of me is like, you know, like if I need to, if I need to go deeper into these things, then I will. But you know, sometimes when something happens to you, you can only share what you're prepared to share yeah, at the time. Absolutely. So yeah. I feel like at the moment, this is what, I feel comfortable sharing, mm. you know, but I don't know in terms of to get a, a meteor kind of play if I would have to, if I'd have to delve a little bit deeper, but it's quite exciting. But then you can also fictionalise things. Yes, 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 of course, of course, of course. Yes, it's a bit fictionalised. And also with a creative process, like it's up to yeah. you. Like I don't, I feel like there are rules and then there's no rules yeah, as no, well yeah no I feel like in this generation you can make your own rules yeah you know because people because for me it's it's not just words it's you know it's the dance which is interpretive of how I was feeling you mm. know it's interpretive dance it's music coming in at a certain point um, and then it's a bit of a message so I'll let you have a read I think I've yeah, just got I'd love to uh, I've got one last piece that I need to write and then I'd like to sort of share it with yourself and uh, absolutely uh, and, and get, we'll get some dancers and musicians to workshop yeah, it yeah yeah cool. yeah so I'm really excited about that and then I have another idea for a story a novel but I'm doing a bit of research on it but I do want to write a story based on a black British girl moving to France. Nice. Who could that be? Who could it be? <laughs> Who could that be? You know, and maybe just themes of race and identity. Yes, fitting in and the differences between a black British experience and a black French experience. Love it. I'm very already. interested in all of that, but that would be largely fictional I believe yeah 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 so that's why actually it's so part of me was I I used to always think oh this has to be good this has to be good but part of me is just like I'm sitting on so many ideas Mm. you know like I don't want to be bugged down with oh is this my best work or is this good enough you know just get it out there and the beauty about being a creative I was talking to uh 
I'm in a writer's group with my people back in Luton. But and the beauty is, as much as it is a solo effort to begin with, once you've got a body of work, you can collaborate, you can work with other people, you can really Absolutely. polish it up and yes. shape it, mould it into how it's going to be. So it could be a fantastic piece of entertainment, education, whatever you'd mm. like it to be. So... Um, so that's really exciting. And then I've got, I've already got poems that need to just print. We're going to publish them yeah, I know, But I'll have to ask my sister to help me because she's, yes. she's very good at crossing the line. Do you know what I mean? She's very good at getting projects across but the line. But you know what? I feel like I, ca- I can do that. When I look back, yeah. I see that I do do that. Yeah. But it takes me a lot of effort to yeah. get there. It's not easy, actually. It takes me a lot of effort to start a project. Yeah. It takes me a lot of effort to get it across the line and completely finish yeah. something. And and it takes me... Um, and I think I, I, I have a lot of fear sometimes when it's something that I've never done before. Yeah. I hesitate. It's that yeah. sort of jumping in yeah. the pool, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be cold and I always count. I'm like, what? Oh, and then I okay, no, it, no, 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 this time, but, this time. You know, and then I finally do it. But um, but yeah, it's it's a process and it's a practice, I think. From the outsider's viewpoint, like when I look at you doing things, I don't see any of that. Mm-hmm. I don't see hesitation. Mm-hmm. I don't see lack of confidence. I don't see any sort of weakness at all. I just see someone saying... I want to make a CD or I want to make a music video mm. or I want to be in a band or I want to be the front woman or I want to play the guitar or I want to DJ. funnily enough, like everything, any type, like those sorts of stuff came after a whole thing yeah. before. Yeah. So when I was a front woman in a band, I was actually playing rhythm for another guy. Mm. You know, and I was, I was like, oh, I can't be a front woman. Yeah. I can't sing because oh, I'm just gonna be in the background. I'll play rhythm for this guy. Yeah. And then when my friend who was playing lead, yeah. Um, and I only met him through the band. Like yeah. we both answered the ad, and he was like, "You sing better than this guy. Why don't you do that? And I'll be in your." And so then you usurp goes, him. Yeah, I usurp him. We just. <laughs> I'm the lead now. <laughs> Was it the same band you became a lead of or did you start no, your own band? we just started our own oh, band. Okay. It's terrible. We just sort of like stopped turning up with his thing and just like meeting and, up. And the next, next <laughs> thing you're in the student union <laughs> on top of the bill. I can't even remember what that guy looked like either. No, but we did a thing at the student union. It was terrible. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh my gosh. Terrible performance. But, um, and also like when I was in my band, I will never forget... I was in my band and um, YouTube would just c- sort of come in on, mm. right? And we would use YouTube. Uh, and there was one point we started to use YouTube to... Um, well, I was just like, why don't we advertise on YouTube? Like, we're looking mm. for a drummer, um, a, a bass guitarist. And and I put up a video on YouTube and I was like, in my brain... I was like, we need to do this. Mm. We need to track. In my brain, I was like, we got to film our rehearsals, put it on YouTube and film us trying to make it. Because that is what's going to get us fans. Because no one gave a shit about our band. I'll tell you that. Um, But like the story of us, like just trying to make it in a band and going to rehearsals and trying to do it. That was in my brain. But I overthought it because my, at the time, we didn't have phones that could film and it yeah. wasn't that easy. Although my um, drummer slash guitarist um, 
was into video, was mm. a videographer and he had access to cameras, but it was a big deal for yeah. him to film. So I was just like, oh, we should do it. But it wasn't, you know, and the so film, did it, happen? What I, it didn't happen, oh. but I knew that's how I should be starting. Yeah. And that was back in 20, 2009, I think, yeah. 2010. Yeah. And the video is still up there. <laughs> secret. Um, uh, but then when I started to properly do YouTube, then I started to sort of interview. That was around 2011 yeah. when I started Tuneful TV. And I was still sort of touching my foot in and it was trying to be, because I was trying to be a TV presenter and it was all about TV presenter. But then be, being a YouTuber, like I started that in 2013. So imagine from 2009 to yeah. 2013. Yeah. There was a whole load of mental stuff. Like I knew I should be doing it. I yeah. knew it would kick off. I knew even like Gary V's now saying, "What you do? You document. All you got to do is document." I was like, "I knew that yeah. back in the day." Sometimes we know it, but Sometimes we don't know how we know to execute. It and we don't execute. So, so just to say that, although I go ahead and I eventually do execute, it takes me years, yeah. man. I sit on ideas for years. But before hopefully I do. now, from this point, it gets closer and closer, closer and closer. And closer. And closer. It speeds up. Absolutely. You know? I wonder if that's natural. We'll have to ask our creative audience, mm. you know, what, what their creative process is and how 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 far it takes them, how long it takes them yeah. to, to build from initial idea to, to yeah. final product. I mean, I'm always so impressed by creatives who, like artists, mm. like like sort of like painters yeah. and, and, and that sort of thing, even musicians and whatever, who just can sit down and create, Yeah, you know. I think that, there were certain things. Do you know what I was thinking the other day? Like how the f- you know a lot of people say it's so important to have um, uh, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Visual. Um, it's so important to be seen and yeah. to see people who look like you uh, doing the thing. Representation. And I know it as a representation is important. Yeah. But then when I think about it for myself, I think, man, representation is and was so important Mm. because there were certain things that I wanted to do and I sort of started doing. Yeah. But because I didn't ever see, and I'm a, it's baby. Sorry. Because I'm, he he wants it. I don't know what he wants. What do you want, baby? Let mummy just finish this point. Because I'm a really visual person, mm. so I get a lot of my info on how I do something by watching others. Yeah. So like how I cook, I just watch someone do it. And yeah. I'm like, okay, cool, 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 got it. Like how I do something. Okay, let me just watch you. Okay, cool, 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 got it. Yeah. Right? I'm that sort of person, right? So there was things that I wanted to do and I started to explore just innately within me. Like when I was making music, when I was doing the band, then I I was writing songs by myself with the guitar. I knew how to do that. I'd seen someone do it before in that. I had representation of that. But then I started to use a computer. That's when I got my first MacBook. And I started to use GarageBand and I started to record. That was the first time I was recording songs and layering it all yeah. by myself. Literally taught myself. But then, and then it started to get into this kind of electronic stuff. And then I stopped because I just didn't have, I couldn't grasp yeah, onto no what the, vi- I had no reference points. And all the reference points I'd seen were men doing yeah. it. No black women, no women. Yeah. And, and I was just like, I could, I, I just didn't push myself because mm. I, 
I feel like if I could just have seen, like, and this is me looking back at myself yeah. at that time. At the time, I don't think I knew. Mm. But I think like if I could have just seen or gone into a studio and seen a black woman doing it mm. or seen a woman doing it in yeah. a studio, yeah. I would have been so much more like, okay, I can see you doing it, I know. But yeah, just to say that I really do fully understand um, that representation matters. Mm. And it makes so much sense to me now, even as I do that work with Helvetia Rocked um, and interviewing these artists and musicians who are from groups that are just not really represented yeah. in the music industry. Yeah. Um, that is so important to for the next generation to yeah, see someone that looks definitely. like them who who's doing it. So yeah, so that's what I think. That's brilliant. Hmm. That's but brilliant. I might go back to it. I might go back to it. I always think that that music door isn't closed with me, but it's not going to be trying to because I was really on it, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm not trying to get a record deal right now. I'm just trying to make music. Yeah, I just want just to enjoy it. it. Yeah, just, just do it for yourself. It. And yeah let people find you but sometimes I think like we do come full circle mm. a little bit mm. you know I think we mentioned it before when we were young or when I was young I really loved languages I really loved um uh literature and plays and drama mm. and and today I was thinking actually I really loved history and now uh-huh. I'm actually going into with this uh research for my book yeah I'm actually going to be studying history uh-huh. and like today I thought my god it's incredible like I loved history at school I loved literature I love um, drama and I love languages so I'm actually doing all yes. the stuff that I, I just really love exactly so I feel like with you you know you did your music and you had you had some success I will call it successes oh, you know like being on the stage of performing to an audience I think that is a success um you know so you had traveling yeah. went abroad oh do you know I saw one thing oh, what did I see it was it in a text message no, no, it wasn't in the text. Was Someone it? Someone emailed in, oh, Facebook. No, 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 it was in, no, it was in the video that Gordy did of Dad, and oh. he said, "Oh, Natalia's gone to France with her band." Oh, <laughs> she didn't yeah. tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't oh. tell him. I think Dad was surprised when he came and saw my band the first, that time because uh-huh. I used to do things, and it was so funny because like we got um, we'd been doing a band for quite some time, well, quite a few years, and then we got a new drummer and he was much younger than us mm. and the first gig he had a letter from his nan he opened oh. it and a card from his nan wishing him well when everyone oh. said good luck and, the card. I was like, so and we were in like this warehouse in Dalston I yeah. was like they do, do know it's not like the O2 yeah <laughs> it that's so funny with your family so, so proud cute. we had his you. sandwiches and everything I was just like okay <laughs> but I just and then I thought to myself man I never told my mum and dad what I was doing yeah. like they sort of knew in passing that I was in a band but there was one gig that dad came to I, I don't know why and I, I think he wanted to meet me and I was just like yeah I'm I'm, I'm, I'm performing it's like oh I can come uh, dad loved to go to he places loved- oh my god he did he did and he came and I think he was blown away where, he couldn't where, was I there where were you no it was in Enfield actually oh funnily yeah no, enough. I remember that gig but I wasn't there yeah yeah, that was actually a really fun gig. It was a Christmas one, and so we had to all the the, the bands had to uh, do a Christmas song, and we sang um, we sang uh, the Vandals. Um, well, we sang the the No Doubt version of the original Vandals uh, song. Um, 
I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. I was like, Haji was a punk just like any other boy and he didn't have no trouble till he started up his oi band. Da, 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 da. And yeah, loved it, loved it. And I was in my tartan trousers Aww. and we were just loud and like, um, thing. and dad was there at the front and I was giving it. <laughs> <laughs> dad was like, what have I created? I jumping around. What doing have I created? Oh my God. Do you, were you at that gig in Camden when... <laughs> Was that there? <laughs> no, Dad only came to one gig. Oh, okay. There was that one gig uh, we did in Camden uh, at I think it was called the Wheelbarrow. Can't remember, but it was it was the the Mornington Crescent end, mm. and uh, they had the stage was next to the window. Yeah, and um, and I was sort of climbing on the window <laughs> frame, and then I went cl- at the end. I was climbing on the bar. Oh and my just- gosh. <laughs> And we had this guy, we had this guy stand in for us on guitar. And um, yeah, because we always had problems with guitarists, like yeah. leaving, coming and going, coming and going. And we had this gig booked and, and we were just like, oh, do you mind? Just He was a yeah. friend of the bassist. And the Aussie guy? No. Oh. And he was Kiwi, actually. Oh, sorry. Apologies. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> I do. I beg, I beg your pardon. <laughs> Anyway, he um, he stood in, and so he, I mean, he was a bit lazy, so he didn't really learn the set and whatever. But he he did it all right, and we had this one song that was like a big, like big crescendo, and um, at the end we were like, like, and he was giving it. I think this was this was the second (laughs) to last song, and we're giving it. And then he took his guitar off and he threw it. Oh no! <laughs> Did it smash? Not really, but it went all out of tune. Oh, so it no, didn't break. You had to stop. But the thing is, I was like, dude, we've got one more song oh, yeah. left. <laughs> we need to like stop and to so tune we up. Had, then we just started, so the vibe just just went. Oh no. it Just went down because he just, just got to into tune. it. He got so he just into got carried it, but away. we were like chaotic. Do like, you know what? He thought if you can go scaling yeah, up the windows, I, I was like, what? We were like proper, like all over the place, and like you know, so much energy. Oh my god! And and because it was such He's a small dreamed of place, doing it that. was so much fun because it was like packed. Yeah. And then always dreamed of doing that. He probably did. I was just like, "What is he doing? We could have gone out. It was real high." Oh, yeah. And then he used to stop, and we had to wait for him to tune. And do and then, all this but there's other bands playing as well, so you really mess up the night, or were you the headline act? I can't remember. No, but back back then on those circuits, you don't want to be the headliner. We okay. learned that very. Why is that so, then? Because you got to bring the backline. You got to bring the drum kit. You've got to bring the the thing. Remember when in your car that time? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, is yeah. that a bad memory? No, it's not a bad memory. It's a bad memory. I was driving Natalia to her gig, and her we had and the drum her, kit. her drummer and the drum kit, and then I just drove into another car. You didn't. It was them they drove into you. They drove into me. Well, whatever happened, there you. was a crash. And then Natalia went off to her gig. <laughs> we had to stay there for a bit with the police. The police yeah. came, didn't they? Yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, but I, but I, he crashed into my side. Yeah, it was a very terrible. slow yeah. <laughs> and this guy was faking that he had whiplash. I was, I was like, shut up, it out the thing. He roll, crashed roll, into my... And himself. I was like, because Bruno was at the back. He's like, yeah. I don't see, I don't see. And then he just went, yeah. and, like, and the car just came onto my door. Oh, dear. Yeah, but cat, come on. It's an accident. It's an accident. Accident's and accidents happen. And we still got to the gig. And yeah, we still and I went gig. to the gig afterwards after they um, towed away my car. <laughs> <laughs> Did they tow it? Yeah, they had to get some 
had to remove the car. Oh my god! Do you know what? Actually, big up to your husband because John called me. Yeah, and he was saying because you were going, we had a crunch. A car was crunch. crunched. Our car was crunched. <laughs> and John called me. He said, "Katty, you okay?" I said, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go home." I had an accident. He's like, "Don't be silly. Come to the gig." Aww. It was John who called me and told me to come to the gig, oh, and so, so I did. Nice. I came yeah. to the gig. Oh, I love those days. Those yeah. days were so fun doing these I gigs. Man. Look, I feel like you've I got so you're so, so brave much. to sing on a stage. You probably hear that all the time, but you've got to believe it because I don't think I could stand up <laughs> you there. Don't think so. Not sing on a stage like that. Oh, That's incredible. It. It's my home. Yeah. It's my I feel so comfortable you're on like stage. Like a rock star. I do. Yeah. But then also it's just home. Yeah. I don't I don't know how to And what you welcome to... people into your home. Yeah, like I am totally like looking at people in their face, That's in so their good. eyes and I'm I just love it because yeah. I love to you see people really smile and make them laugh and make them have fun and and I want them to have fun in that moment. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I'm just remembering certain gigs like I was, you know, when people were standing back and I'm like, come, come to come the fr- yeah. And then I go down into the yeah. audience sometimes and, and the best gigs are when my friends are there and they're into it as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I feel like a rock star when my friends, because not all the time my friends couldn't come to all of them, you know. But sometimes when my friends are there and they're like singing along yeah. and stuff like that, that was really fun. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. You have your groupies uh, afterwards. Everyone buying you a drink or something. Does that happen or am I romanticising yeah, no, it? No, no, no. I mean, yeah. You get your drinks. I had I had a couple groupies. I did. And yeah, you were selling your T-shirts at one point. At one point, selling my T-shirts. There was a story that I wanted to say and now it's slipped my mind. I can't remember one of my band stories. Oh, I can't remember one of my bands. Which one did I want to tell? Oh, In it. Careful. But yeah, we were selling t-shirts, selling our merch. Yeah. Have a, we still got loads of CDs, actually. Oh. The ones that we didn't sell. We got. We were a bit overzealous at that In point. <laughs> 10,000 like, yeah, we need 10,000 <laughs> we did have 10,000 but we, we ordered about 100 and something I think um, but yeah but that recording wasn't the best I, I don't talk often about my band um, and that particular uh, music that we have there because to me it didn't it didn't come out the way I wanted it to mm. come out and that's when I was sort of learning about um, uh, producers and their role and and how to sort of self-produce. I think we, I think we would have been better off doing it ourselves and going yeah. to this particular place where we recorded it. And it just missed, it missed the essence. It was so weird because I, w- I, I had this question a lot in my head at the time. Like I was asking other creators, how do you create knowing? How do you get something that you got so clear in your head mm. out of your head and into that entity? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because always for me, it was really hard to explain how I wanted it to sound and translate. And especially when you're in a band, it's very collaborative as well. Mm. So you have to trust that the other people on the same page as you and getting it out. Like in my brain, the the songs were sounding a certain way. And then when we had the recordings, it just sounded nothing like how I wanted it to sound. And I wasn't educated enough in in rec- in the recording process mm. to be able to go nah I don't want a guitar to sound like that or yeah. no, I don't want it to and, and that 
BPM is not the one. And 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 there were decisions that had to be made and I just didn't know how to yeah. make those decisions. And so when I listened to the final piece, although it's not bad at all, it's yeah. not bad and actually a lot of people enjoy it, I can't reconcile the fact that it doesn't sound the way yeah. I wanted it to sound in my yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that, that, that's, uh, yeah. that, you know, that's the part of being a creative, you know, mm. you're going to be self-critical about what you produce. Mm. So either, I don't know if you can, I don't know, come to peace or just, te- or just chart it as a part of your growth as an Absol- artist. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I, I have more, I think the next time I do create music, I'll be more sort of involved in the production of it especially now that technology's changed so yeah. much since then like yeah. i think what were people using back then like oh god i think logic i think they did have logic back then but then also it was um that really colorful one i cannot remember it slipped my mind it slipped my mind is it pro tools i think it's pro tools that people use it. and it was just a myth to me like yeah. I, looked, I would look at it, it looks so complicated um and so i felt like i was out of that you know, yeah. like I couldn't, yeah, yeah. But now, now I've got more information. Yeah. There's more, you know, you go on YouTube if there's something that you don't know how to do. And you're like, how do I do You know, yeah. And you can, yeah. And I'm much older and yeah. I know what I want to say. And I know what I want to say. Self-assured, confident, yeah. know how to speak your mind. Yeah. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but those badges, I'm trying to remember like a funny um, story. Yeah, I can't remember the one that was going to come to me. Oh, but there was a lot of funny stories. I'm just trying to think of the PG ones. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do a, a, a after hours uh, <laughs> yeah. podcast where you could tell us all your stories on the road. Oh my gosh, there's so many stories. What? No, 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 other stories, not just the band stories. <laughs> but yeah, but oh, that was such, honestly, like being in a band, that was like my favourite ever time yeah. in my life. And I actually I remember because there was a time when I was doing the solo stuff, remember? Yeah, I was just thinking about that yeah. before your acoustic sets. Yeah, all my acoustic sets. And it was just that, it, one, I wasn't a very good guitarist. Mm. I was all right, yeah. but I wasn't the best. And I didn't, and I wanted to have the freedom of being that front woman to yeah. be around. And, and the acoustic sets I found, although I liked them, yeah. but it, I just found them really sort of restrictive. But I'll never forget, there was this guy, remember that guy who came up to me that time and he was like this producer guy. Oh, right, yeah. I produced Lily Allen. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, and he came up to me, he was like, you're really good. And I think, you know, you should work with me. I should produce you and what was up with that you didn't and the thing is I went to his studio and we chatted a bit about it and at the time I just like he said to me um because at the time I was already thinking that I really want to be in a band yeah and he was like no you should be a solo artist you should totally be a solo artist and I was like what no I want to be in a band and he was like and because I was just thinking he doesn't understand what I'm trying to do and and he was like well you know well if you do solo if you be a solo artist I'm telling you you can make it in like three four years if you're doing a band it's going to take you 10 years yeah and I was like really no it's gonna take me one and a half Guess what? This guy was right. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was right. Yeah, but the thing Honestly, is, you didn't know what you were trying I to achieve. I didn't know. Well, all I wanted to be, I just want, I wanted a wall of sound. Yeah. I wanted loud distortion, loud guitars. Yeah. 
and I wanted energy. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't get that from the acoustic set. And I couldn't get that from what I was seeing out there at the time. Like, you know, Lily Allen was out and Kate Nash, I think, yeah. was out. And it was that all was these not what you wanted. And it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I wanted. They like, were kind of like India. Yeah. Say, and I was like trying acoustic. to, I wanted to, I was so like late. I was late in the game, but the, the 90s for me was the sound that I really wanted. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, but he turned out to be right because getting a band together was so have to find hard. people on the same page as you, I suppose. Oh my God. Just to get people on the same page, people wanting to do the music that I thought we should be doing. Yeah, everyone had a voice, did they? Yeah, everyone had a voice. But then I don't mind people bringing their own styles and yeah. stuff. I didn't actually mind that because then you create something else. Yeah. But... But it was just so hard, like, just trying to... Because, okay, the songs at the beginning were mine. Mm. Um, and so we're playing those. But then I wanted us to sort of go on to write together, yeah, which we develop. did eventually yeah. do. But then we kept having this revolving door of mm. guitarists that go in and out, in and out. So we just could never yeah, get a get sound because yeah. every guitarist that came and went took took a sound with them yeah you know and and it just it just got really really hard yeah and and towards the end and and this is one of, i don't know whether it's a regret of mine or whether it's uh just you know that's the way it was but i just got so tired by the end of it because it literally felt that i was carrying yeah. a boulder up it's a hill for so and I could do it at the beginning yeah but towards the end and towards like towards the end when we actually finally did get, we decided to just become a free piece that I would play the bass um my friend who was the drummer became was he was first of all a guitarist by mm. by trade I suppose um but he just enjoyed playing drums so yeah. he was like do you know what I'll go and guitar because I'm I'm the only solid person yeah. in the band and then um and then we get a drummer and we got this young guy who I told you about uh on the drums and he was so good so energetic but such an yeah. energy right and so th as a three piece I told you this story the other day when we were rehearsing in uh Stokio we we came out of the rehearsal room we had the guitar I had my kids the, my bass on my back and um and we were just standing on the corner like like ready to sort of leave and go yeah uh, you know and this woman come up to us and go, are you in a band? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, we actually like, you lot look so good. Oh. You look so good. I was like, oh, thank you. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I feel like that was the iteration and the songs we were making. This was, by this point, we, our songs were fucking yeah. good, Katty. So why did you I split? Because that, like, 2011, that's when the year I got married and oh. I had to plan the wedding. Yeah. And I was like, guys, look, I can't, honestly, I cannot, like, promote us and do all that all that yeah. other stuff that I was doing and plan this wedding and so I was like you guys book the gigs for for me and whatever and none of them did it oh, I mean there's only two, two of them boys. but none of them did it yeah. and at the same time my guitarist had some other creative stuff that yeah. was going it's really so hard, well for isn't him. It? Because you need and the he hours. was with me. Uh, yeah, and he was with me for so long. And I just could not have the energy to find another yeah. guitarist. By that point, we were on our fifth or something guitarist. Yeah. And I just was so tired. Was the, was the drummer and guy keen? I mean, in terms was. of that, he didn't, he didn't book the gigs, but was he keen no, to stay with the band? Yeah, I think he, he was, was. But oh. then we just sort of, it just sort of fizzled out, yeah. mate. And honestly, like, I'm so sad about it because we had some great songs. We were looking our best. Yeah. We were tight. And it takes a long time yeah. to get a band tight, yeah. man. 
and 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 all of that work and and part of me is thinking is it because i quit too early like i do a lot of stuff like i get to a point you where know, I, you were there so you see so i mean I, I was going from like 20 2005 like when yeah, i was performing that's a long time. And, and to 2011 2000 i think to our last gig might have been 2011 2012 or something mm. like that but then I started to do, and then I was DJing at the time. I started to do more sort of that stuff. Yeah. And then I was actually writing and I was thinking, maybe I'm going to write pop songs. Yeah. Because I started to write some songs that I was like, oh, that's not for the band. but oh. And that's when I was, you know, using the, using my MacBook and yeah. using GarageBand. And I was writing some pop songs that I was like, oh my God, yeah. the Sugar Babes. Because yeah, I was like, I'm going to write man. for Sugar Babes. I'm going to write for this. And oh my God, some of the pop songs were actually really good. Yeah. I, I do don't even think myself. I've heard them. I will play them to you afterwards. In it, we'll have a like, party. The demos were absolutely, uh, and, I, and I'm telling you, like they, I got to a point, like I think I was onto something. Yeah. But I just, with the band scenario, it just took. And it's a lot of effort. Plus, you're probably working at the I same time. I was working at the same time, although family, I took a, a job. Relationship. I took a job where I didn't have to be full time. I could work part time. Yeah. And so that I could put effort into the band. Mm. But all of it, it, do you know what? I was tired, Kate. I was drained emotionally. Yeah. You go, but and do you know what? Some bands take breaks and that you can understand mm, why. So, I yeah. mean, I know you guys split, but you understand in another band. Well, we went on a hiatus. We didn't even have a chat like, let's not do it. You just like, stopped calling just, each other. Yeah, so, yeah exactly that. <laughs> Are we exactly doing that? Are we still, is this still yeah, a thing? Yeah, but I mean, my 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 guitarist who used to be the drummer is still one of my best friends, yeah. actually. So I still see him all the well. Now that we're in different countries, can't see him all the time, but we're still yeah, you know, friends. we were always so so close anyway. But um, he's gone on to do some really amazing stuff. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's so. But so now, and I think because I thought to myself. By this point, I I should have made it kind of thing. Yeah. And that's why I was like so drained as well. Yeah. And there's something that I don't often talk about. Um, I don't know whether to talk about it on the podcast. Uh, but maybe it's super important. Yeah, something that I don't often talk about. But now that we're talking about the band and stuff like that and, and that time, I was... I think one of the reasons why I was so tired was because, you know, you sort of have, I was so convinced that mm. it was going to be that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like I said at the beginning, like just keep creating because it's not going to be the first thing. Yeah. I learned that. Yeah. And I was so convinced it was like, that was the band that was going to do it for me and put yeah. me on. And, and what I don't talk about a lot is that um, at that time I met a girl who, um, who I met through a friend at a friend's party and we hit it off. Like, I thought she was so cool. Mm. and But we were alike, like two black girls who liked indie and rock music and mm. guitar music. And I remember at the party, we, um, we were talking about Arctic Monkeys and then we started singing, oh, oh my God, like you never find other black girls. Yeah. Like at that time, it was yeah. very few and far between. Like, um, like, uh, the whole sort of like beginning of Afropunk like yeah I'm the only uh, black punk yeah, at the gigs yeah. like it was literally that um, and so when I met her I was like oh my god and she played guitar like, I play guitar oh my god we should jam yeah. and so we'd met up we'd meet up a few times and and, and stuff and um, 
Oh, thank you. Oh, oh, that is so nice. My husband has come to take away the little <laughs> child. That is such a nice thing he's done on his day off. It's his day off, and all. Um, so yeah, so I remember. So so we we hit it off and we're like oh we should totally jam and then we once we went to we had this picnic at the park yeah. and with some others and we bought our guitars and we we're playing each other our songs she was talking to me and I remember she asked me once she was like oh I've got this meeting with these like music people I was mm. like yeah she was like my uh, friends thinks that I shouldn't go like it's too soon because my oh, my songs no. aren't fully fleshed out and whatnot and I was like oh well, what do you think she was like yeah I really want to go and so I was like yeah go like who gets that chance yeah. sort of thing and she went and she ended up getting a record deal oh my gosh and like a really big record oh, deal fantastic yeah really fantastic but Kat I, I was just like what like I okay happy for her yeah but Kat for years I was so jealous yeah I can admit that now like yeah. because the thing is and I remember actually um and I think that's what sort of drove a kind of yeah, unspoken up, yeah. split between us like yeah. we didn't get to we didn't hang out much more than after that but we I remember um uh she had a party and I went to the party and I remember um it was a fancy dress party and we dressed up and whatever it was a really fun party yeah and by the way I have got no bad thoughts for this girl yeah honestly like <laughs> That's the thing. But sorry, let me just finish the party. Fancy dress, dressed up and whatever, having fun. Someone tapped me on my back and called me her name. Yeah. Because they thought I was her. Yeah. You know, they, and I turned around. I was like, oh, no, I'm Natalia. And 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 it struck me like there was absolutely no difference between me and her. Yeah. And for the, the, the hardest thing yeah. was why her and not me. Yeah. And she went on to like have like famous friends yeah. and success yeah. and, da, 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 and that was her path yeah. but it took me a long time yeah. to be like I'm trying to pull this band with me because I know I could do it because someone who looks just like me and is, is, doing, is, it. is yeah. doing it but the fact is like honestly it felt like I'd been working at it for for forever and I was seeing yeah. other people make Getting it that. and not me. That, that and hurt. that was so, it hurt, that Kat. Does hurt. And it took I me understand. a long time to get over yeah. it in the sense of I've got my own path. Yeah. That wasn't for me. That wasn't my path, yeah. you know. And, um, or, and, you know, maybe the if you continued, maybe the opportunity would come your way. But I think if you had a time frame and it didn't work in that time frame, I can see how mm. draining and upsetting that could be. Yeah, but I just want to, if anyone's listening who's, who is is in, create, in the creative industries, um, I just want to encourage, because it's, I think it's a common thing to see oh, a friend hit and yeah. you not. Like yeah. you're the one that gets left behind yeah. sort of thing. Absolutely. And I think it really can play on people's... Um, minds and emotions about like am I good enough and yeah. whatever but I think you just got to keep working like just yeah. keep doing your thing and I think especially if you remove the this idea of being famous or this idea of being a success and whatever yeah. and just keep from the equation away. just keep plugging away yeah. like that's all I can say I think it is na I think it is natural I think it is a part of the creative life mm. like say for example me I haven't seen Hamilton right but um when I heard about Hamilton and Hamilton blowing up I actually felt ah that's mine <laughs> and I don't want to write Hamilton I don't want to write anything about American forefathers or whatever yeah. but I'd like that is the success that belongs to me. 
I've got Shush. Hamilton within me. And I remember being at work and I must have said to someone, we talk about Hamilton. I was like, that man just took my show, man. He just, <laughs> he, and he was like, what cat are you talking about? And I said, oh, nothing. But I actually felt like the, you know the how, emotion, the yeah. Hype and everything, like everything, all my dreams, like I've never even, I haven't written a musical, but I've always wanted to write a musical. I love musicals so much. And when, you know, mostly people just think, oh, musicals, oh, you, you watch musicals, you know, like I some of musicals. the male, males they? in our lives and some other people yeah, John hates who musicals. don't really get Can musical theatre. Can you believe I married a man who doesn't like musical theatre? And then all of a sudden Hamilton comes up and everyone's interested in it. Yeah. like... Do you know who that- I was shocked about? My brother, our brother, my brother, our brother, yeah. loving Hamilton. I was like, what? And, and he got you to love- see it. And we haven't oh, been to I see would- it on the no, I got to see did. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, he went to see it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that is my success. That man just, mm. you know, so I think it, and also sometimes when I read a book, and I, at the end of the book, I can really appreciate and I'm happy for the author and stuff. But part of me just like, I could do it too. Yeah. You know, so I think it's, it, it's the, but the mindset. Of mindset of yeah absolutely mm. I think you're right and I think maybe those feelings are so necessary to yeah, push to us yeah. to drive us yeah absolutely it's really interesting mm. it's really interesting but yeah maybe go back to your I'll just go back to put your hand to whatever you feel you would I want to have a life where I could just create yeah you know and actually I'm I'm pretty much nearly there yeah. in my life. Yeah. I, I, I think I made it an important part of my life years ago that yeah. I had to just create, I had to just do. Yeah. And I think that's what you're seeing, like, yeah. you know, like me doing and putting out things. Mm. Like I think it's such a part of me yeah. that I can't, like when I'm not creating and actually what that time when we stopped doing the band so I got married had the wedding or whatever and then went back to work and I didn't have any gigs lined up didn't mm. have anything and I was depressed. The, the most depressed I've mm. ever been Kat and actually I never forget it was my cousin mm. um our cousin <laughs> yeah. so mine mine too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who was it our cousin it was Peter Aww. remember like we went we had this family party as we always do every year like more than twice a year three times a year at his mum's house and he was in town because he was he was living at the time in um in Reykjavik and he hadn't seen us for a long time and we were we we were with the, uh, the there was a big family party and family and friends there and I was in the there was like in the front room it was all the adults and whatever and in the back room it was all the kids and so I was with the kids naturally um and with the kids we just and, and this is me big up how old was I 20 I was about 28 at the time and um and the kids were like it, like the youngest one was probably about six and I think the oldest kid was probably about god I don't know 12 13 yeah. no how old like maybe like 11 mm. 12 Anyway, any, it doesn't matter, but we, I just decided with the children that we were going to do um, Oliver Twist. <laughs> I don't know what. And we basically choreographed and did a whole Oliver Twist medley. Mm. And each of the children, I gave them their parts. Yeah. And, they could, and we did the whole thing. And I, I basically was the, this drama teacher that I have living dormant inside of me. 
and um and we did it and uh and and then i was like oh, they were like oh we don't want to you know we're, we don't want to show anyone i was like okay this is just for us yeah whoever's in this room is who's gonna see the thing and then i was once we like sort of finalized it all they were like actually we do want to show our parents oh. we do want to show the adults so we had to we, we get crammed into the front living room and we had to do two showings because not everyone could fit yeah. in <laughs> And we did our choreographed medley of, of, um, of Oliver Twist. And, and even, I'm just remembering now, even when the young boy, um, one of the young boys, it was his, they were so surprised that he did a solo. Yeah. He was fagin and we got him to like do the, you got to pick a pocket or two. And his parents were so surprised that I managed to get him, which was, I didn't realise what I was doing. But I managed to get him, uh, you know, singing and dancing. And actually, I've seen him subsequently, like just the other day. He's a big boy. He's a oh. adult. He's, at, he's like in final years of uni and he's doing performing arts. Oh and he said gosh. that was one of the things that triggered him oh to want to do gosh, that. I can't believe I that. must cry, Catherine. Uh-uh. Anyway, but after that, like, I had this so much fun with the kids and like doing this performance thing. Peter took me aside. He was like, What are you doing at the bank? I was working <laughs> at the Bank of England at that time. What are you doing there? And I was like, Oh. Burst out crying. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh my god! Do you know god. that is so hard. Do you know when someone just picked like they just yeah. say that right thing, that that thing that hits you right yeah. in the heart. He was like, "You need to be doing creative stuff. You need to." He was like, "You need to be working with kids and stuff like that." I was like, oh, "I don't know about that." <laughs> I think <laughs> a I mean, lot of creative people suffer like that because obviously they've got to make <sighm> the the ends meet. Got to make the ends meet. Got to pay these bills. Pay the bills, bread and butter, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so, so many people find themselves in soul destroying work when all they want to be doing is creating. That oh, is man. really tough. And that's that. That's what it was. But then he actually helped me. Uh, he, he's a NLP neuro linguistic programming uh, therapist and he helped me we did a couple sessions one or two sessions and we really sort of started to get into the whys and the whatever and he actually helped me set me on a path where I could sort of give myself permission to be a creative that's beautiful Mm. Yes, girly. Yes, girly. We didn't even know what we we're going to talk about. I and thought we had a, a lovely conversation. I love about, this we conversation. We never even thought about creativity before. That wasn't on our list I, of topics. Not on our list of topics. And we've got so much to say about it. So much to say. I think I've got even more to say. But I and feel like we're talking. We have to do a part deux. Mm. We'll have to do a part deux. So we'd like to hear about your creative um, exploits, your and projects endeavors. you're waking yes. on. Yes. If it's singing or poetry or acting, we'd like to know. We'd like to know. And like if you guys have got podcasts, uh, let us um, tell us what your podcasts are and we'll shout you out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, definitely. Oh, what a lovely, what a lovely afternoon. afternoon. What a lovely afternoon. Tomorrow we're having afternoon tea. Oy. We are having, I can't wait for that. Yeah, that's going to be the highlight. We're going to have it instead of lunch. Okay, that's fine. Is that all right? Yeah. Or should we have lunch? Because normally afternoon tea doesn't really fill you up. I know. Let's see how it I goes. I wish they could do, I wish there was like an afternoon tea that had more sandwiches. Like I had a burger and chips. <laughs> With burger, chips, guacamole, nachos, breaded mushrooms. <laughs> you know those bars Pizza. where you just get those types of food, yeah. the breaded mushrooms, garlic bread. Yeah, garlic bread after and then tea. 
Can we do that? With Prosecco. No, I think, I think afternoon tea should just have more sandwiches overall. Yeah. You don't, do you prefer the sandwiches to the sweets? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, you don't actually get many sandwiches, you do you? You just get, just one, get one finger, two fingers, three fingers. Starving. Yeah. yeah, it's not lunch, is it? It's, it's not. Treat. It is actually. It is actually afternoon tea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's technically what should, it's technically gouté. Gouté. It's gouté, it's, it? it's a snack. So should we have it for gouté then? Let's have it for lunchtime. For lunchtime. And then... okay. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, well, that's thanks it. for listening. Thank thanks you. for I listening. Hope you've I hope you could take something away. Yeah. From this one, actually. Yeah. Keep going. It's keep be, going. I feel like... Kat, you say keep going. Do you know what? I don't know if you've seen on my board, in, mm. my, in my room. Yeah. Um, I got a post-it note um, that on, on my board that says keep, keep going. going. I have to keep looking at that. Do you know what the French say? Bonne bon continuation. Bonne continuation. Yeah, the happy continuation. Oh, yes. Just keep going. Keep going, guys. I feel like being creative makes you human or it's just so human, you know? Mm. You just get to express yourself. Express. Oh, there's and nothing better. And we want to hear your expression. Yes. We want to hear it. You lot have a lovely week. Bonne continuation. Bonne continuation. Uh, bon courage. Bon courage, je t'aime. Je t'aime. I love you, you know. Je I love him. I love you, je t'aime. Yeah, you emotions know. are flying around it here. It is just emotions. <laughs> je t'aime.
same soil but different 